Good morning. The first reading is from Genesis chapter 9. Today's reading is the conclusion to the flood story. Because of human sin, God destroys the earth by flood, saving only Noah, his family, and the animals on the ark. Yet divine destruction gives way to divine commitment. As in the first creation, God blesses humanity and establishes a covenant with all creatures. A reading from Genesis. God said to Noah and to his sons with him, as for me, I am establishing my covenant with you and your descendants after you, and with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the domestic animals, and every animal of the earth with you, as many as came out of the ark. I establish my covenant with you, that never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of a flood, and never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. God said, this is the sign of the covenant that I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for all future generations. I have set my bow in the clouds and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. When I bring clouds over the earth and the bow is seen in the clouds, I will remember my covenant that is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh and the waters shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. When the bow is in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. God said to Noah, this is the sign of the covenant that I have established between me and all flesh that is on the earth. The word of the Lord. Will you please stand if you're able to receive the Holy Gospel? This is from Mark. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son, the beloved, with you I am well pleased. And the spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness 40 days, tempted by Satan, and he was with the wild beasts, and the angels waited on him. Now after John the Baptist was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Scientists at NASA developed a gun built specifically to launch dead chickens at the windshields of airliners, military jets, and the space shuttle, all traveling at maximum velocity. The idea is to simulate the frequent incidents of collisions with airborne fowl to test the strength of the windshields. British engineers heard about the gun 
and were eager to test it on the windshields of their new high-speed train. Arrangements were made, but when the gun was fired, the engineers stood shocked as the chicken hurtled out of the barrel, crashed into the shatterproof shield, smashed it to smithereens, crashed through the control console, snapped the engineer's backrest in two, and embedded itself in the back wall of the cab. The horrified Britons sent NASA the disastrous results of the experiment, along with the designs of the windshield, and begged the U.S. scientists for suggestions. NASA's response was just one sentence. Thaw the chicken. <laughs> well, there's all sorts of tests that people go through. And, you know, we're happy for tests. You know, when we think about, for instance, those who serve like uh, police and military, that they're tested so they, we know they can be relied upon to protect. We are all tested in certain ways too. Kids in school have tests. Now teachers don't have tests in order to fail kids. That's not, it might seem that way, but that's not the purpose of tests. The tests are to see if the class has learned the lesson so as to move on to the next uh, chapter, the, you know, the next learning. And if, if there's a lot of fails, the teacher's like, okay, we didn't learn that. We've got to back up. So tests are not bad. We don't like them, though, do we? Jesus was tested for 40 days in the desert. Wilderness, desert, same word. Tested or tempted. The word could be translated either way. Tempted or tested. By Satan, it says. It's a little bit different than the ones from uh, Matthew and Luke that we, we hear the alternate years where the testing comes afterwards. And remember, Satan says to Jesus, you know, like, if you are the son of God, you know, do this, do that. Or, no, that's not in Mark. In Mark, Jesus is tested by Satan in the wilderness for 40 days. And he comes out. He, he's able to do things. He's able to preach the good news especially in light of what happens. Did you hear what happens after John was arrested? John the Baptist was arrested. Can you imagine what it would be like? It's like, oh boy, there's someone out there who's going to arrest me too. And of course we know Jesus uh, eventually was arrested and crucified. But that the time in the desert was enough for him to come out and say, it doesn't matter if John was arrested. I'm going forth anyway. I'm going to do it. Testing is not all bad. And sometimes we feel tested, right? I, you know, parents, people who have been parents, 
get tested by their kids. Well, there's something for the kids. Kids, sometimes your, your parents, you're tested by your parents, right? Sometimes you have no patience for them. But from a parent's perspective, raising children is a big test. And sometimes we fail. Sometimes, and I never did this, but sometimes I thought about, you know, I wanted to... <laughs> I never did it. But at times I just threw up my arms. I was like, like Elijah, you know, it's like I'm no better than my parents. I'm just, I'm just as weak as my parents. I was very critical of my parents for a while until you have your own children. And it's like, oh, I get it now. There are many ways we get tested, right? Many times. Sometimes we have illness, lasting illness that seems to go on and on. And we think, maybe we might think, is there a God? If this happens, is there a God? And sometimes we as a community, we need to be supportive of people who question in their hearts, who are having such a hard time, and might say, is there really a God? I'm not sure I believe. We must not be judgmental and say, come on, you've got to believe. Well, it's okay to, to encourage, but sometimes it just lays another burden on someone who's being tested beyond their wits. And we need to be supportive, to listen. To listen is the best thing. To listen and say, I hear how you're feeling. I will be there for you. That's the most healing thing we can do for someone who feels like they're being tested beyond their strength. Jesus was tested for us. The pattern was Jesus was baptized by John. By the way, if you think I've heard this recently, it's probably because there's about four or five times that John, the first chapter, different parts of it are our gospel in, in this year of Mark, year, year B. And it's because Mark is so short. Mark is like, he's into action, not into to words. So anyway, we, we've heard this a lot before. Jesus is baptized. He hears the voice, you are my son, the beloved. I'm well pleased. And then it says the spirit drives him into the wilderness. And that is a correct translation. The spirit drove him into the wilderness. It didn't lead him into the wilderness. It drove him into the wilderness. Jesus where he was tempted for 40 days. No one knows what went on. It doesn't describe what went on with Jesus. It says he was with the wild beasts and that angels waited on him. But it was a time of strengthening for him. And so for us, maybe that pattern is true too. We are baptized in the waters. By the way, during Lent, we're having real water in here. So people might want to touch it, make the sign of the cross on the forehead to remind yourself of your baptism. Remember, baptism is a covenant made with you. Just like God made a covenant 
with Noah, and God made a covenant with Abraham and David. A covenant is an agreement, okay? It says, I will be with you. I will be with you. Now, your part of the deal is to respond in kind, to do righteousness. We have a new covenant by Jesus. By Jesus' sacrifice, we have a new covenant, a new promise to us, one that supersedes the one to God's people Israel, one that is not dependent upon us. It's grace, God's grace shown to us. And to, if we would have had to, the second lesson today from First Peter, he talks about the, um, the flood and being saved from the waters, that baptism is like that. It's like coming through with Noah and his family and being saved from destruction. That's the covenant God made with us in baptism. After baptism, there might be testing. There might be times when you say, I've had enough. I can't take anymore. I hope if you get to that place, I hope that you will find support within this family called the church. I hope so. I hope you will have people that listen to you and don't judge you. That's what we're supposed to be about. Not judging, but showing God's love as God's love was shown to us. Testing is not always bad. And, but God is always there for us. That's the promise. When I was in seminary, there was uh, the basic worship course. And this was supposed to be the course, you know, where you learn, especially in the liturgical services, you know, like the, the more traditional services. How you learn how to do this, to walk from one place to another, to be ready to do this and be ready to do that, to uh, do communion. And, you know, for me, you know, I thought, oh, this, this is a breeze. I mean, after all, I had been... In, in churches all my life, and I had been an assisting minister in a liturgical church. I knew the, I knew the drill, so I didn't practice very hard. And, and so we had an individual test where, you know, you have to um, do, you know, the, the, the apostolic greeting, and you have to do communion and, and this and that, move from one station to another. So I got my grade. It was a C. You don't, you hardly ever get C's in seminary. <laughs> and I thought, oh man, this is really bad. This is really bad. Their worship's supposed to be the main thing I do, and I get a C for the test. Now I found out that almost everybody else got a C also. No one had really practiced and really meticulously walked through things through and thought about what you're doing, you know, and, and look like, you know, you're attentive, attentive to what you're doing. But everybody that I heard of after the class got an A. 
The professor had tested us and wanted us to learn from the experience. To learn, you have to pay attention to this stuff. You can't just like waltz through it. You have to be attentive. But anyway, when it came down to the important thing, we got an A. And that's kind of like our God. We have this covenant made with us in baptism. And yes, we might fall short. We constantly fall short. We might be tested beyond our limits. But you know what? God is always there for us. The promise has been made with us. The promise to save us, to forgive us, to give us eternal life. That was made to us. And God's word is for everlasting. It can't be taken back. So we are to respond in kind. We're not, it's not like Santa Claus, you know, when it's like you have to behave in order to get good gifts, if that were ever true. But God has done the saving for us, has saved us from eternal damnation. God has saved us from destruction. And so we are to respond in kind by loving our neighbor. The covenant. Do you know in the communion letter, you know, the words of institution, it's the words I say over communion. I hold up the cup and I say, this is the new covenant in my blood. The new covenant in my blood. It's not like the old covenant that was relied upon obeying the law. This is the new covenant in my blood. Jesus says, the covenant that is established by my going to the cross and is assured by my rising from the dead. I have defeated death. I have defeated evil. I have defeated sin, Jesus says. So we have this assurance in our life. In baptism, we are called children of God. In holy communion, we are nourished by the body and blood of Jesus Christ. The new covenant made for us in Jesus' blood. Come and share in this meal. Let us pray. Gracious God, we don't deserve the grace shown to us, but you give it to us anyway. You forgive our sins. You give us eternal life. It is a promise made to us that cannot be taken back. And we thank you for that. And we ask you for your strength to go forth and to love our neighbor, no matter how difficult it is to practice love. All these things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And would you please stand?